Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. KKSCFM HD1. Brookfield, Denver, Boulder. This is Vic Lombardi. This is DMAC. Hey, Colorado. It's Brett Kane. You've got the station for all Denver sports. This is Altitude Sports Radio. 92.5. Columbus, Hastings, and DMAC. Presented by Revitalized Health. Optimize hormone levels, PRP, peptides, and more. Visit revitalized-health.com. George handles the player negotiations and contracts. Uh, During that bye week, he reached out to the agent for Russ. Um, George communicated to me that that was, uh, he thought, a constructive conversation. Uh, Didn't lead to any changes to the contract. Uh, Russ went on to play for another seven games and then... Sean made the football decision to make a change at that point uh, for the last two games to give the team a spark. Well, that's not what Russell Wilson had to say. So we beat Green Bay, Kansas City. We beat them. And uh, as you mentioned that's when, as you mentioned earlier, that's when I got that call. And I was like, I'm confused what's going on. And I didn't believe it at first. I was like, this, this can't be real. And I got that call that, hey, we're going to bench you for the next nine games if you, know, you don't change the injury guarantee. So for me... But, but be clear here, they... It's, it's not, they don't want to bench you because of play. They're saying they're benching you because they want you to take out the injury guarantee. Yeah, they want, they, yeah, they want to re- push back my injury guarantee and remove it for that rest of the year. So that way, if I get injured, that they don't have to pay it. I didn't want to set a, a precedent for players to remove their injury guarantees too as well. And so it, it, it was, it was no way I was going to do that. And so when they said that hey, we're, we're going to bench, you, we're going to bench. You, I said, all right, that, that's what you want to do. And now the two sides are at odds. We have up on uh, the Twitter poll, Broncos versus Russ Saga. Whose side's you on? And by an overwhelming amount, it's on the Broncos side of this. Do the results of that poll surprise you? No, sheep. I'm sorry, what? No, sheep. Explain. The the message until this weekend was all Bronco-related. Um, and, and we, we t- choose one message. We're going to listen to one message. Um, I tend not to trust big groups, in, in my opinion. So so I don't necessarily trust Russ either. That's the, the, the other one should have been other. The third option should have been other or neither. Maybe that had been a better, better way to look at it. But, no, nah, listen, Broncos, listen. What? It, it, it wasn't about performance. It was about yes, it was. No, it wasn't about performance. They were twenty six and eight with this touchdown. He was playing okay. It wasn't about performance. It was about about a head coach that wanted his system. He wanted complete control and he wanted everybody to bow down to him. 
he bench him and and use and you've even admitted and probably have talked to your people. They started using the word spark. Well, that was definitely a word. I, yeah, you know, I, I I don't want to get in a huge battle about it, but it it's always about performance. No, it's it, not. It, it is. If if you think the dude is performing well enough in your system, he's your guy. If you don't think he's performing well enough, he's not your guy. And, and so to, to break it down to anything other than performance, I don't know how it could be. Are there angles that people are, are driving? Sure. Could Sean Payton have come into the season already not thinking that Russ was ever going to be good enough for him? Of course that could be true. But that still comes down to performance. It still comes down to – It comes down to two guys' truths, and it comes down to Sean Payton's truth. Because everybody else will sit there and tell you is that the performance – on whatever analytic you want to measure, probably was still good enough to play. What was your big takeaway from that interview, which everybody's talking about here, Russ Wilson and Brandon Marshall? Um, it's going to sound harsh because I actually think that Russ came across pretty dang good in it. Uh, I really do. He wants everybody to feel bad for him, and it's not working. That 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 mm. that that's my takeaway on it. And and the Broncos did their version of wanting to make them not look bad. Now he's doing his turn on it. Uh, both sides are doing the exact same thing. And I don't feel bad for the Denver Broncos when they they put their foot in their mouths. They did it at the wrong time. They messed up the way they went about it. So I don't feel bad for them looking bad on that side of it. And I don't feel bad for Russell Wilson that, that your employer asked you to take a pay cut because they didn't think you were as good enough at your job. Happens every single day, every single week in the NFL. His story is not unique. It's not, There's nothing this is not a first time on absolutely anything. It's a PR battle that both sides are trying to get the other side to look bad, and they both want everybody to feel good about it. And, and when it comes down to a PR battle, who's got the biggest? Who's got the biggest ship? And the Broncos have a much bigger ship than than Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is still, a, if you will, an outsider, a newcomer coming into the same. Broncos are born and bred in this city. Well, the point of contention today is this whole, like, um, the Broncos tried to do something illegal. The, the Broncos are vehement in their defense that they did nothing illegal. And he loses me big time on that. There is nothing illegal about going to a player and asking him to, or to restructure his contract. Nothing. Well, is there, I'm playing devil's advocate here, is, it, is there something to being threatened with your starting position if you don't capitulate to a negotiation. There, there could be some legal gray area in there. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that that's not possible, but it's impossible to prove. Impossible. It, 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 because I the reason I'm asking you for this is because I don't think you're playing good enough. If it's not illegal, it, it probably verges on it a little unethical. When you threaten a guy uh, entire... Well, Brandon Marshall called it extortion. Is well, it extortion? I, I mean, it, okay. Well, and, and guess what extortion is in the legal terms? Illegal. Sure. <laughs> okay. Of course. Um, but that's why also, and you played the sound clip of George Payton early on, we had a negotiation. See, they're going to frame their conversation. Mm -hmm. As a conversation. As was, having been in, in sports long enough, do I think the team went to us and said, dude, we need you to, to, to wipe out this $37 million injury thing. If not, we're going to set you down. Uh, we, we can't run the risk of paying you. Right there. Like, not threaten you from their standpoint, but it's it's too risky and, for but, us to continue but, to play But you. to counter what George said, that's not a negotiation. That's a threat. Yeah. It's uh, clearly it, it, a it's threat. It's not a negotiation. Sure. So, it's definitely so, a threat. So everybody sit there with the Broncos, and that's why George worded, probably talked with legal, <laughs> right, and worded in that press conference that, that sound you played a while ago, we had an open and honest negotiation. It's a football decision. It, it's almost a foot that was based on a football 
You, you couldn't ask a, a PR firm to write this better. Listen, Russell Wilson was not the guy that everybody hoped for and was promised. Absolutely. Stinko butto. Okay, I'm right there with you right there. Yeah. But don't sit there and say that the, 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 there's no mea culpa that should happen with the Broncos. Okay, I we, agree. We know how, they, how the franchise is wrong. Come I, on. I totally agree. But here's where I got to challenge you. If you agree that he was not what you want him to be, and you agree that it was a stinky performance, how could it not come down to performance? Because this year he played better. And I asked you guys this question that neither one you really wanted to answer. If this would have been his first year, are we in this boat right now? Oh, no, I agree if, with you. If we didn't have the Hackett thing, playing hurt. Mm-hmm. We've had that discussion right yep, there. Yep. Knee, and, knee and shoulder. Yeah. Playing hurt. Uh, whatever. Had he said, no, I'm shutting it down and only got three or four games and then came out and played this way this year, thinner, better shape. We would feel optimistic we, if that was his first we, year. We, we would, so, so then the performance was okay. This year, yeah, okay, yes, yes. yes. I'll, oh, tell, I'll oh, tell you okay. this: if if we're going that, but you're asking, but you're asking them to forget everything that you've already seen. Why you got a whole new system? You got a new ownership group. You you you, you had a new, brand new coach. He should be doing it on this year. If he just shut it down, like Brandon Marshall advised him to after week four, and he hurt his is uh, in the Hackett year. In the Hackett year, it's week four. He hurts his shoulder. That is lat. That's it. I'm shutting it down for give me a lat injury Seven. recovery. Yeah, Seven weeks. I mean, it's a free out for sure. It's a so free out. you're out from week five to week 12. At least. Yeah, man. Everything is cool. Everything is gravy. And then he comes back with the year he just had. Well, first of all, is Hackett getting fired? I mean, is Robert Sala getting fired in New York? Is Hackett getting fired in New York? No. They're all keeping their jobs because everybody looks at the Rodgers injury as the reason why everything fell apart. No. Yeah. You would have a free pass on Russell Wilson. Yeah. Free pass. Just like Hackett would get one as well. Yeah. And and this is where the players do more harm than good to themselves trying to play through things where they can't perform at the same level. You're really hurting yourself. Yeah. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting the Probably team. Probably hurting the team. And that's likely what, Russ, you're trying to be a good guy. Listen, you're th- trying to be the right. And it depends on the injury, too. I go back to our slug conversation. When 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 the right tackle tries to play injured, still can kind of perform. But the problem is when the quarterback's trying to play injured, the whole team suffers. The, the, the absolute whole team suffers. The franchise suffers, right? But sure. why the organization didn't realize that with Russ and shut him down on their own? Actually, they did one game. You remember that? They actually did with that concussion stuff. Hold on. I got to challenge a little bit. Like, you're assuming that he was as hurt as he's saying he was. Oh, what are you saying? I'm not saying anything, but I'm saying that, like, like he played through it, right? He played through it. And when a dude does play through it, there's no way to tangibly understand how hurt the guy actually was, right? So who knows if he was he had a little boo-boo, okay. right? Who knows if, if, if well, it Well, he's hurt. certainly talking about it now. As well, if it was I, a, I got I it, but we're taking one. it as, like, gospel that, like, he was so hurt he could not play. Well, as poorly as he played in that season, and look at the – Touchdown, the, the interception. I know I'm hung up on those numbers. E- either he just absolutely sucked or he was probably a little hurt trying to play through it and wasn't able to do it. Um, so, I, yeah, I think he probably was hurt. I think it probably was better, bigger than than you talked about. I said the same thing when he was in Seattle when he came back, when he broke the hand. I don't know why he came back when he came back because he was playing. I mean, they were talking MVP that year with him because he'd never won it before, and then he breaks his hand. Yep. And then he comes back and he stinks like the next game or two trying to play the Why? I don't know. Why? Right? I've never understood the NFL mindset, Tyler, <laughs> about 
you play her. Like, it's, I just don't. You get make it. it sound so simple. It's not simple. <laughs> it's not simple. Like it, from from the outside looking in, with without having anything invested in it, having nothing invested in your peers, the relationships, the th- ways that you feel like you're letting them down, all the things that go into it. It is just not that simple to say I'm going to take a step back in order to go forwards. Mm. That is not an easy thing to ask anybody to do because you, if you're being honest with yourself, you're not sure if you're ever going to come back to the previous version. I, I had knee surgery after one season that put me out was basically a four-month recovery, right? Think about that. So it was right after the season was over. Knee surgery was more extensive than they realized. Boom, 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 boom. I was out from all, all summer and, and missed most of training camp, came in and played like the last day of training camp before I was right, and I still wasn't right. But, again, I'm thinking, i got to get back out there. Because then you start getting the looks. You're riding yeah. a bike every day, and you're getting the looks. And everything. But guess what? I also played three months on that same knee because I was afraid to have anybody go really look at it, getting it drained about every every four games or, or two weeks or so, getting that thing drained and did it. Well, I, play, I played an entire season, the majority of a season, hurt, that was extensive enough that took me four months with the rehab, and I played three months. Yeah, stupid, probably, but guess what? And this knee bothers me still to this day. By the way, mm. um, I, I I I I didn't have guaranteed monies. I didn't have all this stuff. I I had to. I, I didn't want to lose my position by saying, "Yeah, I'm hurt, Coach. Can I? I'm playing on this sucker." I, I got I got to say this though, because there is another side to it. And I've got so many regrets of things that I played through. I have so many regrets about not reporting my back injuries. Now that I need a, a back fusion, I can't get the NFL to pay for it because I never admitted it to the, the teams. I've got tons of regrets about things that I did stupid with injuries. I've got an example that worked out good for me, though. I do. I, I was playing out in Washington, and I'd been a, a kind of fringe starter, but I was a starter for two years going into it, for three years going into it. Uh, and they draft a kid named Morgan Moses, was right tackle for the Baltimore Ravens still to this day. One hell of a football player. He was drafted for the sole purpose of replacing Tyler Columbus. I had a little I had a little runway there, though, that my coach trusted me enough and that my mentally I was there. He wanted me there because of what I had up top, not based off my athletic performance. And I got hurt. And I got a bursa sack. And a bursa sack is one of those knee deals. Knee elbow. Knee. And every single week, it would swell up three yeah. times the size of a softball. Mm. I would get it drained before the game, and I would get it drained. Um, or no, I'd, and then I'd get it drained on Fridays. So I'd get it drained two different times throughout the week. I played through that season. I did not play as good as I possibly could, mm-hmm. but I got myself an entire year of maintaining my starting role that 100% was going to Morgan Moses. Mm-hmm. It was a matter of time. If I opened up that window, a tiny little window. It was all over, and I would never be a starter again. But I got to hold on to it for another year of playing. And I get that, but there's got to be a difference between slugs and superstars. Absolutely. And, and don't superstars get different treatment but, but, all but, the time? But don't we also ask, and one of the reasons we love Nikola Jokic is he's, he's a superstar with a slug mentality. Hey, Scott and I can call each other slugs. <laughs> you you, you be there. careful to I got to be careful there. But, but would that right, not be how you, how you describe Nikola? He's a superstar with a slug mentality. He, he's right there. Right? He's right there. Yeah, and, and I think he's playing hurt, to be honest with you. I think he is banged up. And, and, and when he's 50... And, and he's trying to gra- grab a grandchild. He's mm-hmm. like, Ugh. You know what, Nicole, though? If this is the banged up Nicola. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, 
You're hurt. There's a scale. Hurt, you're backup. I think Nicola would have to be in a wheelchair for his backup to be a better uh, thought right. process oh, right no, now. No, no, no. I mean, it, it goes that far down. All right, let's football go. Comes up next. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've got Columbus, Hastings, and DMAC. Presented by Revitalized Health. Optimize hormone levels, PRP, peptides, and more. Visit Revitalized-Health.com. Altitude Sports Radio, 92.5. PhD presents Let's Football Go. It wasn't our home. All right, run out and hook in. Run out and hook in. Show these people how to play football. Are you Let's go! Westminster. Let's go, man. Let's go. That's what we do, man. Westminster. A few stop, years stop, ago. Stop, stop, Let me correct you. Stop. Oh, you was talking about my mom. Yes, you are. For me, it's about winning. Over the next five years, I want to win, too. Brought to you by Mountain High Appliance. Locally owned and operated since 1993. Colorado's most complete appliance store. I want to feel the chill of that trophy on my hands. Hey, it's um, Let's Football Go. That was that's very what, dramatic. That's what Russ said. He wants to feel the chill. I want to feel the chill of that trophy. Mm. Is there I, a chill, Tyler? Sweaty. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you about MountainHighAppliance.com, the most complete local appliance store. Locations in Denver, Louisville, Littleton, Colorado Springs, and Glenwood Springs. Every major appliance line and brand. It's MountainHighAppliance.com. Yeah, really, with the chill. At what point is the... Is the trophy chilled? I mean, if you, hmm. it's just a, right. phrase, just a phrase, just a phrase, just a phrase, just a phrase. I don't look too deep into yep. it. All right, Dan, first up. I mean, the Stanley Cup, I could imagine, is a bit chilled because it's near ice. It could but be cold. See, now that makes sense. It'd yeah. be cold out yeah, there. It'd be colder. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I, was, I was kissing a trophy that was full of sweat from other dudes kissing a trophy. It was hot. Yeah, the hygiene of that moment is not great. Yeah. Hmm. First up. All right, let's start with uh, Broncos quarterback situation, but let's take a little bit of a different angle. Tyler sent us this over the weekend. Here is uh, NFL Network's Tom Pelissaro on uh, what he thinks could be a potential different target for the Broncos at quarterback. You know, I, I know that the track record on Sean Payton is he really has not played with a rookie quarterback a whole lot. Doesn't mean he wouldn't this year, but I believe the only time he's done that in what 15 16 years as a head coach was when everybody got COVID and they had to roll out ian book for a game in december with the saints several years ago mm. you know, that, that's really it he's always <laughs> wanted to have a veteran i would fully anticipate that they're looking at everything jared stidham's the guy that got in-house they've got him on an economical deal sean payton has said before he thinks that stidham can be a starting quarterback in the league but i would think that they're going to look at all these free agent quarterbacks i wouldn't even rule out the possibility that the broncos would make a run at Kirk Cousins, it'll depend on the number, and you can certainly look at the numbers on paper and say, how in the world are they going to get this done? They owe Russell Wilson $39 million, whether he's on the team or not. But again, Sean Payton is going to want somebody. Sean Payton believes. He said it before last season. He believed this was a playoff team that was overshadowed in the same USA Today interview by some other stuff Sean said. But part of what he said was, yeah, this team should be a playoff team right now. Okay, so let's just take the money out of it just for a second. 
Would how big of an upgrade would Kirk Cousins be in your guys' opinion over Russell Wilson? Oh, it's Tyler's best friend right there, Kirk Cousins. Um, it would be an upgrade. I'm not. It's not like night and day. It's it's not like you're going to go win 14 games because Russ could only get you at his best. Uh, I don't know, 10 or 11, whatever. Um, it would be an upgrade for sure. It would, but more importantly, it would be a dude that Sean Payton. That's the dude that Sean Payton would know how to coach. Part of the problem with Russ. He doesn't know how to coach Russ. And I don't mean that like as a shot on Sean. Nobody knows how to coach Russ. None of his previous offensive coordinators knew how to coach Russ. What, what's the experience of Sean Payton coaching quarterbacks? Drew Brees. Yeah. Jameis Winston, pretty good. And being creative with Teddy Bridgewater. They, I believe they were, when they eight and nine and didn't make the playoffs. He got Teddy Bridgewater a deal. Teddy was all right. And then he got creative with, I'm um, forgetting his name, the hybrid quarterback. Taysom. Taysom Hill. It's all right. It's not bad. It's interesting. No developmental quarterbacks. Look, no, no rookie quarterbacks. Look, the Kirk Cousins thing that that can't happen. That the money is just too extreme, and and the Broncos are in a hole. But I do think like we have really not discussed this enough, and this is bad on me. I should have the numbers in front of me. Maybe D Mac, you know the numbers on the uh, with the new cap and how much room you gain. But that it is insane how much room they just gained by oh, the numbers going up, the TV deals, everything. And you know what? The Broncos knew that when they made the decision with Russell Wilson. They knew that. And we didn't know that. But they knew that when they made that decision. That's fair. And, and yep. you can. You can manage this. I'm not telling you to go out and sign Kirk Cousins. You can't do that. But you can manage it. And if you do want to roll the dice on a Baker Mayfield or something like that, you could find a way to pay a dude $20 million. Is Kirk Cous- if Scott, if the Broncos have Kirk Cousins, are they in playoffs next year? No. Why? Because the team sucks. What about the team sucks? Offensive line, defensive line, linebackers, uh, safety you'll have to upgrade somewhere, um, running backs, wide receivers. Wow. Tyler. Punter. <laughs> How's the hot dog vendor? Are they okay there? How's the scoreboard operator? If Kirk Cousins is on the Broncos, are they in the playoffs? They would have been in the playoffs last year. Are they in the playoffs yeah. this year, 2024? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of pieces they're going to move. Probably not. I mean, you, you got to get rid of bodies now. You got to get rid of bodies. But he would have been a playoff quarterback for this team last year. Yes. Last year, I agree. I think you're right. There's just there's other things you got to work on, unfortunately. And you're in a bit of a rocky situation. Plus, you'd be kicking the inevitable can down the road anyway. You might as well just tear the Band-Aid off. Next up, Dan. All right, well, speaking of depth issues for the Broncos, I wanted to play this sound clip for you guys. Here is uh, former Chiefs quarterback Alex Smith Mm. on why he believes the Chiefs have had so much success in the draft building a championship roster internally. They've just done such a great job on hitting on these, and it's not random. You're right. Like it, it, Certainly there's an eye to evaluating talent and characteristics that translate what you're looking for. The thing, especially, and I'll talk about Veach that I love about him, he drafts players he loves. Like, they love these guys. Like, when they take them, they are, there's conviction behind them. It's not on a whim. It's not random. They do their research. Again, they 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 are they are targeting these guys that they love. Like, I'll never forget Chris Jones when they, and I think he was a second-round pick. Like, they, they loved everything about him. Um, you know, and thought he would and believed that he was going to be a superstar and they like build that up. So that's part of this culture as well, that once these guys get drafted and come into the building, there is such overwhelmingly overwhelming support behind them to kind of develop and foster that talent. So it really does kind of go hand in hand. So the key word there for me was conviction. Do you guys think the Broncos are, are having conviction 
in their draft rooms? I, it's a good question. I'm trying to think, in your guys' opinion, who was the last pick, first-round pick, that was just universally loved. And I go back to Vaughn Miller. Seriously. I think there was... I can't think of another first-rounder that just everybody was over the moon with. GT? No. Tam? He was hurt at the time. And it was, it was a great draft pick by Josh, but I don't think that was like... A lot of people were scratching their head. They thought he was overvalued there. Oh, he did get picked in front of Dez, right? He got picked in front of Dez, and Tebow got picked in that draft, too. I'm kind of talking about, like, the first guy, not like, hey, we also got this guy, too. Patrick Tan? No, there was division in that room. They knew. There were people in that room 100% that knew that we need a quarterback, and we just we didn't take one. I mean, uh, but I think your question is more about like the fans. I, I think Patrick Tan's up there, dude. No, I'm talking he's about been... I'm talking about internally, like just inside of the building. Like what he's talking about is how enthusiastic the Chiefs organization was about what they did. I know the Broncos were over the moon with Vaughn. Over the moon. They weren't all happy about the Patrick Tan pick. Well, but, it, but they felt it was the safest one. I'm, I'm kind of changing back to the original question about the Chiefs and, and the draft and all that. I think that's a great class. You should go back and look at last year's uh, Chiefs draft class. And in a year in which the Broncos don't have very many picks and you write it off and you say it's impossible, you can't get it done, Chiefs are a great example of finding very good football players in mid-rounds that are serious contributors. Rasheed Rice, good, good, good player. Wade Morris, starting offensive lineman in the third round. Every single game. Chamari uh, Connor, a great special teams, good defensive back. Even their fifth and sixth rounders, all of them contributing, playing day one in the first year. Late round guys, right? I'm not telling you you're going to find household names, but you still can have a productive draft class this year. Next up, Dan Bud. Hey, and by the oh, way, he, ahead, he used in that term developing. So, so that had been a mindset here also. And, and I don't think Andy Reid sticks his hand in the middle of the draft thing and I think they know what Andy wants and what his offense wants to do and they draft according to the offense. I think this coach from now on is going to have a hand right in the middle of the draft. I'd be stunned if he didn't. Yeah. Um, and here's another thing. And I know they had some issues with their wide receivers last year early on having drops. Right? Early, Especially early in the season. One guy didn't even play all the playoffs with their wide receivers. Um, but but how many, how many Super Bowls have they won since they sent the high-priced wide receiver to Miami? Two. So they've done something right, filling the void because everybody said when they lost ten, they got two. I was back to they just won back to back. I guess I forgot Tyreek wasn't there last year. He no. was not there last year either. So you, you get rid of Tyreek Hill, and everybody said this is over, this is done, this is boom, you're in trouble. <laughs> they went back to back without him. Unbelievable. Dan Buntana was next. <laughs> All right, so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers say they will not use the franchise tag on quarterback Baker Mayfield, which would allow him to become a free agent if he wants to. Mm. Uh, Ari Myra from My Sports Update says his situation feels very similar to what Seattle had with Geno Smith mm. last year. Now, I have seen rumors that the Bucs are considering using their franchise tag on wide receiver Mike Evans. <laughs> so if you guys were running the Bucs, who would you prefer to franchise tag? Keep Baker Mayfield, give him the tag, or wide receiver Mike Evans? I would oh. absolutely tag Baker Mayfield. Yeah, me too. It, it, it's no-brainer. He's not good enough that you're confident that you want to give him a super long-term deal. He's just good enough that you can't let him go. Uh, Mike Evans, that he's going to go down as one of the all-time greats. But Baker, right now, financially, would be the most responsible thing for that team to do. 
the way college is throwing the ball around, you're going to be able to replace wide receivers, as we found here in Denver, a yeah. lot harder to replace quarterbacks. Um, I don't trust Baker because I think his whole career is great year, pap, pap, year, great year, pap, I got pap, pap, it. year, great, another great year. What's last next? Year. What's what's your next yeah. choice? Gets paid, boom, boom. Hey, you ought to trade for Stinkham. <laughs> Here's what they're telling you: they don't value him as a forty million. It's thirty-eight and a half for yeah. the franchise tag. Yeah. So they're telling you. Yeah. The team that knows him the best. Yeah. Is telling you he's not that guy. Yeah. He ain't him. No. Yeah. Maybe Cleveland understood that. Maybe. Rams knew that. Yeah, but he's good enough. You're not dumping him. It's fascinating then what's going to happen because I am surprised by that. The easiest way is just to pay him that for one year, prove yet that you're the guy, and we'll go from there. Maybe they you're don't to get a three-year, twenty million deal for. Well, that would be the best thing for the organization to do. Actually, uh, that, that's what the Seahawks did with Geno Smith, and and everybody laughed at them, thought they were a bunch of idiots. Hey, they got a very cap. They got a cap friendly deal with Geno Smith that they, right. they, he could be a backup this year at, at that rate, and and it's fine. But it always amazes me that teams want to go bargain basement with the quarterbacks, which is what the Broncos wanted to do with Brock. They wanted to keep him, but not for the money that he could get from the Texans. So there was like, a, well, you're not that great. So you're our starting quarterback, but you ain't that great. <laughs> I just, I just like. Well, you're great for our system, and, and well, and it proved out they were right with Brock. You know, I just hesitate on that just a pinch because I really do wonder what it would have been like for Brock to come back, be signed up. He's in the system. Everybody likes him. You just won a Super Bowl. I don't know, man. And you got Coops. Coops would still be here the next year. Brock would have. Uh, you don't think they're in the playoffs with Brock the next year? I, 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 it, no, I do. They were one game out of the playoffs with Trevor Simeon. Right. They, they absolutely would be and, in the and lost three or four down the stretch. I mean, but if if he's going to be defined by the dollars that he makes, I, at the end of the day, probably would have been disappointed even here in Denver. But I think it would have been a very respectable performance that you would be frustrated simply by how much money he makes. Uh, but I do not think he would be a bust like he was in with the Texans. I I, I don't. He played three years after he left Denver. I know, and he came back to Denver, too. And, and that, he started. He started, games. and he got crushed because oh, they oh were four. re... You got to look... That was one of the most unfair moments that he was put in. The team was absolutely terrible at that time, and he was playing, like, really tough opponents, like, really good teams that they were getting crushed by. And that was it. Now he's a broadcaster and, you know, whatever. He did get the bag, but it ended his career yes. earlier. So, that, which brings up another fascinating athletic question. Uh, is it better to slow build or just to get the bag initially and the, call the, it a The day? best way to do it is like Malik Jackson did. Yeah. Slow build up, win a championship, get the bag, and then ride and then it Don't be the bus for somebody else, right? But he, wasn't, he wasn't even a bus for Jackson. No, he, he was great that first year and got hurt the second year. Yeah, I mean, th- that's the ideal way. I, I, I don't mean to be so surface level, but get the bag. I mean that. That's get the bag. Absolutely, get the bag. Can't count on that, anything that, else. That's, that's at the end of the day. What, what do we live this life for? I know we want greatness. We want to live in, eternally in the halls of gold jackets and everything. But you want to provide for your family, right? <laughs> so if you're Bruce Brown, you're just like, "What's up, Guelph?" I think that's a <laughs> town in Canada. All right, next Dan. <laughs> Lastly, fellas, Sean McDermott says he's confident the Buffalo Bills will make a deep playoff run in the near future. Great. The Bills are 73 and 41 in the regular season under McDermott, but they failed to make it in uh, it past Kansas City or the Bengals in the playoffs over the last five seasons to reach the Super Bowl. McDermott said it's not a matter of if, just a matter of when. That is the relentless pursuit. So my question is, 
Is Sean McDermott coaching for his job this year if the Bills do not reach the Super Bowl? Win better be this year. It's not a matter of if. Win has to be now. He has to arguably have the hottest seat in the NFL. I'd say that's fair. The hottest seat. I think it's like Dan Reeves was here in Denver with John Elway. Like, bro, you better get it done here. And if you can't, we're just going to go to somebody else. Yep. And frankly, they needed Mike Shanahan to make it all work. And they may need that too. Like Dan Reeves wasn't a bad coach, but he did get sideways with Elway, of course. And they just couldn't get it done together. So you start pointing fingers at each other like, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. It's your fault. And I, I think inevitably that's the way Buffalo will be. If they don't win this year... All the fingers, Josh Allen will be pointing at McDermott. McDermott will be pointing at Josh Allen. It will be like Reeves. The question is, is Josh Allen like Elway? And I don't know if that's the case. Well, John Elway's in the Hall of Fame. So well, jo- you don't jo- t- Josh Allen ain't going down that road? No, not yet. Really? He, he may why have why, why was road. Russell Wilson considered a Hall of Famer when he came to, to Denver? He won a championship. Played, yeah. played at two oh. Super Bowls, won one. Yeah, but you got to look at some numbers. I mean, Josh Allen has some crazy numbers oh, on his got, side. He's got great numbers, but the, I think the days of Dan Marino's becoming Hall of Famers, I think they're gone. Really? I do. I like Jim, I, I, Jim I think Kelly, Dan Marino. Near, I think it's really? darn near over. Can't, yes. can't go in the Hall of Fame if you're not at, a, at, well, the, at the quarterback position specifically. Really? But but with okay. Jim Kelly, at least he went to four. All right. I mean, all right. But he played well, he played a dynasty of in Dallas for three of them or at least two of them. Who's that? When the Buffalo Bills lost in the Super Bowl, they won two. They of them lost to Dallas. To the, Dal- to the last two to Dallas. Yep. Yep. Well, was that the one in the there, there's always going to yeah. be one-offs. There, there will always be one-offs to make it without the ultimate goal, without the ultimate championship. But it, I don't think it's ever been more difficult than it is right you now. You don't think Josh Allen's going down a Hall of Fame path right now? Well, if you're projecting the championships come, sure. I'd say let's like yeah, well, but but <laughs> Elway got to three, lost three. He got there though, and yeah, Allen went five but, times. I mean, but, yeah, but that's yeah, yeah. like projections. See, Russell Wilson, he was the opposite. <laughs> Would Elway have been in the Hall of Fame without winning the last two Super Bowls? Yeah. Yes, he would have, because he was in an era that he was very, it was very reasonable to make it then. Jim Kelly got to a Super Bowl. Dan Marino got to a Super Bowl. Charles Barkley. Basketball's different, though. They let everybody in there. They ain't as picky in the NBA Hall of Fame. It's not the NBA Hall of Fame. I know. It's Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah. Correct. So you get to count your college stuff, too. Everybody gets in there. <laughs> you got to be, I mean, you had a good college career. I, I tell you a funny story. Make it six. I had a great, I had a great, I had a great college career. <laughs> I had the warden reach out to him. To the Hall of Fame? Wrote, wrote him an email. I think so. Hold on. Did I she might be wrong, that, but I did might. Did she do you that gotta, for you, or did you ask her to do I, that? I go, I just wrote a letter to the Hall of Fame, so they ought to look at it. You got, I, you got to get her on reading that email to us over the that air. Well, that was like four years ago. So, wait, oh, it doesn't go away? Emails don't you, go right. away? She erased the email? What are you covering up? Well, the FBI has it. I believe it was to that one. Hillary Clinton thinks your emails are suspicious. Yeah. I would love to hear her case for you for the Hall of Fame. Exactly. And I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you if don't know it? I don't know if it. Now I'm thinking. I don't know if it was Naismith or if it was like some other something. But I thought, it feels like I'm like, honey, no. You're a great college player. You're all American. You're the, the second leading scorer. You're the, uh, no, no, not no. wrong. No. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame, not yeah. the NBA no. Hall of Fame. You won a gold medal. For, you, no. You did? Yeah. You got an NBA championship. Yeah. Average two points. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, hold well, on. We have an update from the warden. Oh. That, that was only four months ago, dummy. Oh. I thought four months ago. 
Call so in. So that email. Call we got to hear it. She has got that email. Did she call in? Yeah, tell her the number. Uh, read it on the air. We, dramatic uh, reading from the well, warden. 303-504-0925. A dramatic reading. We can, damn, we got the chariots of fire music. Put that underneath the warden. She can just read the... Oh, my God. That would be brilliant. You got to call us, Julia. We'll see if, uh, see if your wife calls. It's uh, PHC on 92.5. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Watch the show on Twitch at twitch.tv slash AltitudeSR. Brought to you by Safeway. Against that team with the way they shoot the ball, you have to have poise, you have to be resilient, and you can't get down on yourself. You have to stay with it. And I felt our guys did a great job of that last night. We're down 14 points with around three minutes to go in that second quarter. And is that 14-point lead going to 20, or are we going to chip away? And we close on a 14-0 run to tie the game at the half, and we have the momentum. And the best part about that was we carried that momentum to start that third quarter where we opened on a 14-4 run. What a game last night, man. I can't. I, I, I'm a... I wrote them off. They're down 16. I'm like, it ain't their night. Clay's like ridiculous off the bench. But how about, you know, nothing's really talked about. And, and guys have off nights. But there seems like a lot of guys have off nights when KCP's on them. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? And I know they switched some things. And other guys had to take it. But but go look at Steph Curry's numbers from last night. Mm. Pretty impressive. Well, he's the king of the turnover chain or the uh, defensive chain. What's, what's the name of that? What's the, what's that DPOG. called? DPOG. Defensive player of the game. Thank you. Yeah, the DPOG. I I mean, if KCP ain't first team all defense, then something's wrong. But yeah. he's the, the, well, no. One hell of a if year. he's not, then no one's really paying attention. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, to, might, to be honest with you, Michael Wilbon, like at halftime, was. Uh, now he thinks Jokic is the MVP. <laughs> oh, really? Well, post game, post game, yeah. Like on the ESPN coverage and and. I know that, not that I was watching it, but okay. people were sending me, like, Will Bond is saying X, Y, and Z now. I caught, like, a, like, a oh, little okay. snippet of a conversation that I wasn't really tuned into during the game last night, and I don't know who else they would have been talking about other than Nikola Jokic. They're saying, yeah, he's in the hunt for the MVP. If he gets a few more triple doubles, you know, it'll be pretty good. I thought to myself, Are, they can't be talking about it. Like, is there somebody else that is getting triple doubles? Is there somebody else out there doing you, you cannot possibly be talking about Nikola Jokic like that. As much as I respect SGA. And we can bring up any MVP candidate you want. When was the last time they did something that had not been accomplished ever in the history of the NBA? Because Jokic does shizzle like that all the time. Did it again last night. Third game in a row, 14 plus, 14 plus assists and rebounds. Never been done in the history of the NBA until Jokic pulled that off last night. Never been done. So, and look where the Nuggets are right now, man. They're a game and a half out. With three games against Minnesota, we'll see with Oklahoma City what what kind of cojones you got down the stretch. Because we already know what the Nuggets are built. And if you look at where they are just three games after the All-Star break, they're separating from the teams behind them where the Avs are letting these teams catch up. But not the Nuggets. They're separating from. They're 3-0. We wanted to know if they could go 20-7 and down the stretch. Now they got to go 17-7? and 
It's looking better. The the listen, um, I was watching some film on Shea Gilgis like within the last twenty four hours, actually. Um, this guy's phenomenal. Phenomenal. He he's no doubt. He's phenomenal. You know what he is? He's a scorer. He's a pure mm-hmm. NBA scorer. But I I asked this question and I and I mean this sincerely, whether we're talking about quarterbacks, right wingers, safeties, you know, it's a little harder probably in football if you're not the quarterback. Um but does he make his teammates better? Well, it's and, always it's it's always a tough question. I, I mean, when, when you were out, and I knew what your response would be, but we were talking about Jokic and um, and Doncic, just their their bro fest that was going on out there. And so it's, I think it was a no dumb question. Would you would you trade uh, would you trade Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. for uh, for Luca? I said I think Scott would say hell no. I think I would do it because I'm not, I think I would do it. I mean, I, I know you're giving up Jamal. I know you're giving up that two-band game. But, I mean, he's the perfect perfect representative of what you're just talking about with SGA. Like, is he does he make his team better? I don't know. But, gosh, that would sound fun to me. Um, could you imagine Luca and Joker on a two-band game? I don't think it game? would be. I don't think it would be good. I'm, I've, I've, I got, I'm, I'm not a Why? fan of it. Why? Because I think the it's uh, uh, the the – be like Carmelo Anthony part two with Luca with the ball. Well, and 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 the times that, that Jamal gets in trouble, he gets a little That's ball right. dominant too. That's right. By the way, I hate to interrupt this, but Dan, cue the music. On ESPN, they've been doing a mini mock draft this entire hour. I just have not. Uh, I've out of respect for you. Hold on. I, but I've been watching out of the side of my I, eye. I have too. A mock draft for an entire hour. <sighs> They're only doing twelve rounds, and they just twelve rounds. Oh, 12 picks. Sorry. First 12 picks. It's a mini mock with Mel Kuyper and some young guy. Probably so a, cut off on us. A, a Daniel Jeremiah type of guy. Oh. And uh, and so here we are. And on their mini mock on ESPN, they have just projected J.J. McCarthy to the Denver Broncos. Fire up the fountains. Let's go. Now, I feel like I, I should be do a little bit of a pat on the back. For a mock draft to be sitting in front of me for the past hour and not have said one damn word of it. You know, I was watching that whole thing, <laughs> but I, I was I was up there catching catching that as well. Um, and I'm sorry to interrupt, hey, no. but because I love watching the game, but that but here we are, JJ shame, McCarthy. Shame on both of you. Me? Yes. What I do? Shame on you. What I do? Shame on you. Me? I learned today in our in our meeting teams staff yeah. meeting. Uh-huh. The draft wasn't last week. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> But hey, all right. I'm sorry I lied, but it, it is tomorrow. Okay, thanks. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. J- you, know, you know what the current trend on JJ is? Honestly, it's going people up. Are, people are debating if he's even going to be there at 12. That sounds insane wow. to me. I mean, that is like that would be a Baker Mayfield meteoric rise. That's how big that would be. I mean, you remember Baker was coming in. Yep. They were talking about if he was a second rounder. Yep. And then he became totally the number that. one pick of the draft. That's what this JJ vibe has got going on for me. 44 and nine touchdown to interception the last two years. Ooh, 72% accuracy. I think, I think when Scott watches football, he just looks at touchdown to interception ratio. So well, that's no, big. Well, if you're going to do that, look at Bo Nix. Bo Nix has got like 49 to 4 or something yeah. last year. I mean, well, that's ridiculous. And, and, and remember, remember when, uh, what's my guy from Louisiana, Cincinnati? Ritter? No, Ritter. Louisiana, He's Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Well, Louisiana State plays with Bengals now. Oh, Burrow. Burrow, Burrow. Burrow. Go look at look what he did that last year in, in oh, Louisiana touchdown. He, he arguably had the greatest oh, oh. college it was, football no, no, career no, no. ever. It, it was year. the single greatest college season ever. Yeah. Which which beat somebody the year before that had the greatest single college probably season or something like that. 
Mabura's last year was uh, it was ridiculous. It was, it was so good. It's unbelievable. The Michigan football team has 19, one nine, 19 players going mm. to the combine. Insane. How would you feel if that was the pick tomorrow when they do the draft? If it was JJ McCarthy. Well, I was on the road when we had Mike. When you had Mike stand from on Friday, he didn't like JJ McCarthy. Mm. Um, you and I, or at least I, I kind of warming up to the idea maybe he's a good system quarterback and what exactly the knucklehead here needs is a system quarterback so i'd be okay with it i'd find a way to be excited but my gut would tell me i always struggle with these guys that have these insane rises because more times than not the truth is somewhere in the middle but you know what there was people pooping on joe burrow coming out you can't repeat that in the nfl he can't no way he can do that in the nfl riz dan thanks guys been a good day. When he gets our walk-up songs. <laughs> we always got tomorrow. It's when, important. The day I, oh, you, hey, we'll start the show, if we can, Dan, with our country music walk-up songs. Okay. I'm Up yeah. Down by Florida George Line, which I know is not a real country band, and that's why I like them. Nate Nandy coming up next. Lobby for hours, you know, it's, you know with the ball and bing, bing, bong, 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 bong. <laughs> Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.